This is the way. 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 Welcome back to This is the Way Seekers, a weekly Star Wars podcast where every week we navigate our way through the Star Wars galaxy. I'm Austin, aka Star Wars editor, and as always, I'm joined with my co-hosts Tom and Chelsea. Tom, how are you doing this week? I am. I'm good. I'm. I've had a good day. I've been listening to Princess and the Scoundrel today. I'm having a great time. I'm sure we'll talk about it at some point if we're not overwhelmed with Andor. But yeah, um, in general, a good day. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, I forgot. Happy release day to Princess and the Scoundrel. Gotta love Han and Leia. Speaking of Han and Leia and their fans, Chelsea, how are you doing this week? <laughs> I'm good. Settling in nicely to my new place. Got a lot more unpacked, which is good. And excited to sit down and chat with y'all. Yes, it's always great to come on here and unwind, um, argue a little, talk about Star Wars. <laughs> so amazing week. Um, so yeah, let's argue real quick because as always, we have our hot like Mustafar segment every week. And this is the first time I'm doing it. So I'm just going to rip off the bandage. Uh, I think that post-Disney Star Wars has better soundtracks than pre-Disney Star Wars. Now I will say that I understand the prequel trilogy uh, has this iconic soundtrack, original trilogy as well, and you know John Williams and such. He's very iconic, but I do think when I want to listen to a Star Wars soundtrack, it's like in my mind, The Last Jedi, which is a John Williams soundtrack. I think the sequel trilogy soundtracks are fantastic, or like Rebels, Solo, Rogue One. So I don't know because I feel like pre Disney, it's just like Clone Wars prequel trilogy and the original trilogy. So I think. Disney Star Wars has some better soundtracks. Or like Mandalorian? I don't know. They just have more of a variety, I feel like. Mm. Um, what do you guys think? I'd say that's like a fair... It's a tricky one. Because like you say, there's more variety in the Disney era. But like the the first six films, like yeah. iconic. You can't... Iconic. It's like you can't beat it. Like... Right. Um, I'm just trying to think of like across the stars, like right. that's like, I mean, I will admit, like I've never really, I'm not much for listening to the soundtracks like by themselves. Like if I do, I I listen to Leia's theme a lot. That's a lie. Um, <laughs> Leia's theme. That's the that's the truth. But like when I say I don't listen to soundtracks a lot, like I do, not so much Star Wars, but I know I listen to Leia's theme a lot. Um. I mean, like, but like counterpoint is that all those tracks, like Leia's theme and such, that's in like the original trilogy and prequel trilogy, they all like show up again later on. So, so your argument is that because they're included <laughs> in the Disney era, they count as the Disney era. Well, no, 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 no. no. I'm just saying. It sounds like what you're saying. saying. They all get reprised, or things like Luke and Leia's theme. Like, I love the Return of the Jedi version, but. The spark from the last Jedi is better. I'm sorry. So 
I don't know. I mean, John Williams got some time to sit and think about, uh, you know, some of these tracks and how to make them better, I feel like. So I don't know. But I'm, <laughs> I'm sticking with it. Disney, mm. Disney Star Wars has the better soundtracks. Chelsea. I feel think? like I feel like I was kind of undecided, but I'm leaning towards agree. Like the prequels, like phenomenal, truly. But then when you also take into account like the Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett, like, are you fucking kidding? I remember what? after watching the the season finale, I just had to like listen to the music blasting my headphones walking to class because I was just like oh like you know feel how you want about that show but like that that music is just amazing and i i feel like the sequels like rise of skywalker the music i think is the best thing about that movie for me Mm -hmm. so you know redeeming qualities and i don't know like obviously i have a soft spot for rebels but i think that like score just complements the story and the theme very well so i don't I feel like I feel like I could probably go either way. It depends on the day, but I think today I'll agree with you, Austin. Slay. Damn. Originally, I was going to say that I think that the sequels, out of all three trilogies, the sequels has the best soundtrack. Well, it was very tricky because, like, I love The Last Jedi, but I think Rise of Skywalker might be my least favorite score. Because um, I mean. <laughs> I, I, I just was like, that's the one thing I like about this movie. Well, the, no. I mean, I think it shows how good all of those soundtracks are because I feel like Rise of Skywalker, I don't know. Like, I think of it and I'm like, I love A New Home filet. Uh The main Rise of Skywalker theme, I think it's just like the trio theme of Rey, Finn, and Poe. Um, Ben Solo's like redemption theme, even though it's like kind of like a, you know, rendition of uh, the Kylo Ren theme. I think that uh, I really liked Ben Solo's theme. So I don't know. But Last Jedi, those like if I want to listen to a soundtrack, like, I don't know. That's just the one where I can listen to that whole thing just straight through. You know what I mean? Like unironically listen to the Canto Bite theme. You know what I mean? Like with the Cantina theme song, I feel like. I listen to that more ironically. Like it's like it's like funny, you know. With the cancel bite theme, I'm like, this hits. This really is um genuinely. So somebody needs to freestyle over the track. Um, but yes. Anyways, Star Wars music. Star Wars has lots of lovely music. And today we're talking about all eleven live action Star Wars movies, which obviously have soundtracks. So um, but yes, we're super excited. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> we gotta we gotta transition Obviously. somehow. <laughs> yeah, okay. um, but uh, I'm very excited to rank these Star Wars movies. Um, Tom and I in season one of This Is the Way Seekers, we did a prequel episode where we talked about the first three episodes. Season one of This Is the Way Seekers streaming exclusively on YouTube. But uh, <laughs> Tom and I talked about the prequels, but I'm very excited to see Chelsea's take. But basically, what we're going to do is we're going to go through all 11 live-action Star Wars movies in chronological order, talk about them a bit, and let you know where they place in our ranking list. And at the end, we'll restate our entire ranking list. And then in the comments, you guys can roast us and tell us how good we did or how dumb we are. But anyways. You can say what you want because I'm not reading it. (laughs) Stop. I I will read all the comments, I promise. And and the reviews. And the reviews. (laughs) Anyways, uh, so let's just get right into it with the first one, The Phantom Menace. The Phantom Menace. Uh, I don't want to talk first. So, Chelsea, where does The Phantom Menace 
uh or what what does the phantom menace mean to you and uh <laughs> do you like the movie i guess <laughs> yeah i will i will preface with this with all except my last one i genuinely like and love all of these movies so my ranking is more i base it off of like which one do i gravitate most to kind of like rewatch? and there's my most comforting versus like less and less on how good of a or bad of a movie it is so with that being said i really enjoy the phantom menace i think again came out when i was very young so a bit of nostalgia for me looking back at it i just think this movie is camp low-key not even low-key high-key like it's just like I don't know. It's just like, I think it's always fun. And it was really ambitious in everything that it set out to do. And it also introduced us to iconic and beloved characters like Qui-Gon and Maul. And uh, Padme just immediately slays. And I remember being young and not like the first time I was like conscious enough to understand what was happening when I was watching it and realizing that like Padme was Queen Amidala. Like that reveal <laughs> when I was a kid, that blew my mind. I was like, <gasps> it's been the queen the whole time like i was shook and i remember it just started to love for me and i would always steal my older sister had a one of the padme barbie dolls that like switched out the outfit and hair to go between padme and queen amidala and so i would always like steal it from her room and like play with it and then like go and put it back so i don't know i i just like things like that that i just you know like yes. associate with the movie that make me really enjoy it and i don't know lots of fun yeah i definitely agree i think with the phantom menace for me like the vibe like the idea of the phantom menace carries <laughs> the movie for yeah. Me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, that's like, a good way of putting it <laughs> i i do like the phantom menace i mean you guys will see it's it's pretty low on my list but i do enjoy it um i also just just want to say great great point at the beginning because i am i'm blind when it comes to what makes a good movie i don't know i just enjoy what i enjoy but um yeah phantom menace for me i really do enjoy it i think the only things is like it just it feels like a movie where it's like we're just gonna throw in everything i mean i don't know <laughs> yeah. i was watching this documentary recently about george lucas and I think it's on Vice or whatever, um, but it got into like a little bit of like the drama behind the scenes and how George Lucas was, uh, he didn't feel like he had a lot of creative control by the time it got to like Empire and Return of the Jedi. Um, and so Phantom Menace, this is his movie, first movie uh, since A New Hope, directing and writing at the same time. And I feel like George just kind of wanted to throw in all his ideas and there's not really like a clear like... There's no main protagonist <laughs> of the movie. Um, it's just kind of like a, a group. Um, it kind of just feels like if like we started off with like an Avengers level movie where everybody came together, where it should have been. Well, not should have been because there's not really like there's not really like a way to do it. But just having like Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan and Anakin and Padme, all of like these big introductions in that movie. I don't know. It can feel very big um and a little too much but very good moments and uh i think phantom menace and the prequels overall has a lot of the best like glup shadow energy or just like mm -hmm. niche things to like but tom no thoughts just vibes yes That's yeah exactly the phantom menace is the best prequel i was gonna say that up front okay. right here now it's my favorite <laughs> of the three i don't know if i said that 
in season one. Like when you said that, I was like, we did that. <laughs> it was so long ago, and I don't even remember <laughs> talking about them. But um, I loved like yeah, I love the Fenomenus. Uh, you were speaking about like George's like approach to it. Like, I mean, I can't tell you what was going on in that man's head. But <laughs> <You're in the bullshit. laughs> uh, as as a filmmaker myself, um, I hate playing that card, but I also love it. <laughs> um, I just totally appreciate the vibe of kind of just like not throwing everything at the wall, but just like I'm gonna do what I want. I have a clear vision. Yeah, disregard. Like main protagonist, who needs that? Who needs a main protagonist? George Lucas was very much a girl boss in that way. That like yeah. I'm gonna do what I want. Irving Kirshner is not going to tell me no more about whose father. Yeah, is right. <laughs> <laughs> and like, um, just kind of like this approach of just like un unformulaic. I'd say like it doesn't follow the rules, and I think that's what I love. It's a messy bitch, and I love that. You know? Yeah. 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 Gotta appreciate the Phantom Menace for expanding the horizons of like Star Wars. Cause like you said, it's not formulaic. I think Star Wars, uh, there's comments going around recently by a certain Marvel actor. Cause you know, they always got something to say. Um, and he said that basically like every Star Wars movie feels the same. I just disagree. I just disagree. I feel like the prequels, I mean, it's the biggest criticism people have. Like this is very different from the original trilogy. What's going on? So I definitely agree. I think that that's a really good thing about the Phantom Menace. Um, mm -hmm. Here I am praising the Phantom Menace. I'm about to <laughs> reveal <laughs> that it's uh, second to last place on my ranking list. Oh, I'm sorry. That the last place. I have it in ninth place. But like Chelsea said, I enjoy all the Star Wars movies. I do. Like, I really enjoy all of them uh, besides maybe the last one on my list. Um, but yeah, I have it in I ninth just, place. I just enjoy all the other ones better. I'm sorry. No, no, that's fair. I just, I thought I had it low, but you were still lower than me. I have well, it in seventh. Seven. Seven. Hey, I'm also at seven. Oh, sorry, y'all. Yeah. Ninth place for me. Um, but I do love it. I, 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 I don't know. Star Wars is just great. Um, <laughs> speaking of Star Wars movies that, you know, aren't as good, but they'll love. <laughs> Attack of the Clones. Uh, literally Tom's least favorite Star Wars movie. So, Tom, take it away. What what do you feel about Yo, that? <laughs> going to throw me out like that? Um, Attack of the Clones has interested... It's my... Okay. I was supposed to say it's my favorite something it's not true um, <laughs> i see i love the i think this is a question that we got like one of the fan questions so i'm not gonna answer it now but like there's a lot of elements that i do love in attack of the clones mm -hmm. i love camino and the kaminoans there's they are weirdly very camp to me i can't quite explain it oh because they're definitely. Just so, they look slay but, like, they're skinny yeah legend. Like, like, yeah um long neck ass boy yeah i love i love jango fett jango fett is superior to boba fett just saying um okay sam wessel sam wessel is high camp um coruscant sorry. is a hole in that movie it's like, yeah i would live there period it's like so many colors there like wow um but like 
in regards to like the whole prequels, the music the music is on point. We talked about soundtrack already. These are movies with soundtracks. You are correct, Austin. <laughs> um, it does slay like that. It does slay when it comes to the music. That's the biggest thing it has going for it. I'd say. Mm. Um, like y'all say, I really don't hate any of these movies. Attack of the Clones is number eleven on my list. Unlike y'all, um, because it is a, it's a bit of a slog to watch for me. Like. It's always a movie that I'm not looking forward to watching again on my rewatch. But I do a lot of love I love a lot of the stuff surrounding it. Like I love the old Bounty Hunter game on the PS2 and like all the like the cross-promotional stuff for it that came out. Um I like the idea of Geonosis. I think <laughs> the, all the Jedi at the end was a bit overkill for me. It was just like, okay, cool, but like when it came, well, not when it came out, but when I was getting into Star Wars, it was always the one that I couldn't watch because either, like, I was watching these off the TV. This is, like, how I got into it. It was either the one I always missed or I never showed. So it was the last movie I watched of the original Same. six. Same. So I was, like, it was, like, the new, it was, like, new Star Wars to me. So, like, when I was a kid, I loved it. And it's just fallen way down my ranking. Like, yeah. I, I, maybe I just don't have that nostalgia for it either. Maybe it's the one I have least nostalgia for. This is the one I saw last. But yeah, that's my thoughts on Attack of the Clones. Killer yeah. title as well. <laughs> yeah, Attack of the Clones. I mean, it's interesting because, like, I don't know. I like that video where people talk about, or that person talks about how the uh, Star Wars movies should be flipped. I do think, like, Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith, like, the title could be swapped. Um, but I, I do like Attack of the Clones. I think that one is more of a mess than the phantom menace and i do have it slightly lower well it's in 10th place um (laughs) starting off with like all the bad ones no not the bad ones but (laughs) um (laughs) attack of the clones i think the biggest thing for me is like we talk about the last movie not having a clear protagonist i think this movie doesn't have a clear antagonist i mean like count dooku shows up in the end (laughs) you know and fights um and i do appreciate like they they give a lot of lore there um in the limited time they have explaining obi-wan's relationship to dooku and such so i appreciate all that um but i don't know it just there's there's certain elements where it's like i just feel like george had this idea of like like with these sith antagonists um this idea of basing them all off of like various things about darth vader like maul is fueled by like revenge dooku is a fallen jedi uh and grievous is a cyborg that sort of thing um but i don't know i just feel like that was kind of all dooku had going for him at this time was that like he's just the he's just the dude with the lightsaber um but i don't know he's still my favorite sith lord (laughs) of shout out dooku jedi lost but uh and and clone wars i think i mean clone wars has a little bit of a different characterization for him but um, I do appreciate Attack of the Clones, but it is in tenth place for me. Um, but yeah, I also think like the stuff with Anakin and Padme. Um, I hate to say it because I really do like the idea of Anakin and Padme, but there's little to no chemistry there. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but overall, I appreciate it, and I think uh, a lot of the expanded content, like Tom says, are just the tie-in materials. Um, I think it, I think it uh, 
definitely makes it a bit better. So, Chelsea, yeah, Attack of the Clones. I also have this on at 10th. I mean, I I like it, but I agree with Tom and very much like when it gets to that point in the rewatch, I'm like, yeah, okay. And I usually that's when I like start falling asleep on the sofa a little bit. It's just it's messy. We love her, but she's messy. She's all over the place. She's with Dex at the diner. Then and then there's where this droid factory 3PO loses his head. There's that whole gag, which again, (laughs) as a kid is funny. But then like now I'm like, okay, all right. But it's just like the same. It's crazy to think that within that movie, so much happens that the I hate sand is the same movie as 3PO getting his head like, <laughs> like, it's just like, again, yeah. so much happens. But yeah. I will say, I I agree. The romance is cringe. I, I do be cringing every time I watch it. But Padme's outfits in this movie, that is, if, if you just looked at the movie just by Padme's outfits, 10 out of 10. Amazing. <laughs> right. Like she's 24-7. She is serving. And I don't know how she's not exhausted because, like, for real, best thing about that movie is her outfits, in my opinion. Um, and I and I guess Obi-Wan with a mullet. That's that's kind of a slay as well. But I mean, yeah, I feel like there's not much to say just in that, you know, the kind of lack of direction. Makes it a little harder to want to rewatch, but whenever I do get around to it, I don't have a bad time. And I, you know, I know I'm going to watch it again at some point in my life. So, I mean, don't right. hate it by any means. Yeah. I just think, in my opinion, I think that Obi-Wan and Anakin's relationship and like Anakin and Padme's relationship should have been maybe not more included because I feel like Anakin and Padme, they're included a lot, but just more like because we get to revenge of the sith and like obviously things go bad and they want you to care about things like obi-wan and anakin you know splitting up and same with anakin and padme um i feel like attack of the clones like like really that's all has to do is kind of set things up for the third one i feel like it just kind of failed at doing so besides the clone stuff i think the clone stuff um pretty good but i i do think that Obi-Wan and Anakin should have been, you know, I just think splitting them up in the second movie, because we've already skipped 10 years of their lives, and then you split them up in the movie. I think that was a very weird choice, just because in Revenge of the Sith, they want you to really care about that relationship. But in Revenge of the Sith, they split them up too. So it's like, where are we supposed to care? But thank God for Clone Wars. Read Brotherhood. (laughs) Read Brotherhood. Oh my God. Nah. No, 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 but yeah i definitely think like clone wars and the expanding content and such like it makes this movie better um but yeah 10th place 10th place for me um too bad so sad sorry attack of the clones <laughs> uh all right revenge of the sith uh i just want to give a huge fuck you to everybody who's ruined this movie um by acting like one it's you know the second coming of christ and uh, (laughs) for memeing every single scene like i want to watch these scenes and take things serious from like oh my god we have had four prequel memes in this scene (laughs) that i think uh, yeah yeah. i think if you would ask me before star wars tiktok like for my ranking this would probably it's still pretty high on my list but it probably would have been like a little higher but i will say that like 
because of the amount of content that's put out about this movie and how many times at that point in my life because of that I was watching it whether with friends or whatever like I do think that has affected my experience of it where it's like it being a little I don't want to say overhyped because I feel like it deserves the hype but over memed and over just like you're oversaturated with it i feel like that definitely has changed my perspective on yeah. it unfortunately but yeah still love I it though yeah i definitely think that's valid like i don't know just like when like the sequel debates and stuff happen or when people hate on like any new star wars content it's always like revenge of the sith is the epitome it's what Star Wars should be. And it's like, are you sure about that one? Like, I mean, I love Revenge of the Sith. And I genuinely think, I think it's the best prequel. Um, I have it pretty high up on my list. But uh, I just, yeah, I do think that like some of the memes and such, it just kind of ruins the experience a little bit where it's like, you can't even take it seriously anymore because it's like, damn, that's, that's hilarious. You know what I mean? Like the Mace Windu and Palpatine fight. I'm like laughing, you know what I mean? So I don't know. Yeah. But now that we got that out of the way, let's talk about the actual movie without everybody's perception. Um, Tom, what did you think of Revenge of the Sith? I have Revenge of the Sith at number eight. So it's just behind the Phantom Menace. They're very close together. Uh, my biggest issue with Revenge of the Sith is uh, the pacing. It's like if you if I had less knowledge on Star Wars and you put a gun to my head and you said which movie is longer, The Last Jedi or Revenge of the Sith, I'd be Revenge of the Sith. That movie goes on forever. It's not. It's not the longest. Um, Cause like I don't know what it is. Like uh, last time I watched it, I was like, you get to like Order sixty six. You're like, oh, it's nearly over. Cool. And you like you pause the movie to go to the bathroom, or whatever. It's like you still got an hour left. You're like, what? The yeah, fuck? you're not even halfway through at that point. And you're just like, what do you mean? I've been here for ages. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm having a good time, but I'm like, come on. Yeah. Um, it's weird because I have that moment with the Order sixty six stuff, but on the contrary, the Udapal stuff. I'm like, I always think that shows up way later in the film, but it really shows up no. like, the first like half hour. It's so like I'm the like, beginning of Act Two, like yeah. Yeah, so I'm always so confused by that movie because I'm like, in my head, I remember this being paced very differently. I think it's yeah. one of those cases where I like the idea more than the movie, but yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I was just had to, I was going to say something. It's already gone from my head. Um, <laughs> no, I was going to say um, the worst thing about this movie is the disservice to my queen, Padme Amidala. Yes, mm. where is she at? Like mm. she's just standing around, girl. I don't even yeah, <laughs> it feels very out of character for her to put like Anakin first. I mean, maybe not out of character. Like I feel like there might have been like a way to do that where it's better. But yeah. I don't know. It also just sucks hearing things like she was supposed to have a bigger role. She was supposed to threaten Anakin with a knife and pull up with intentions to kill him. I just think like, <laughs> that like. I don't know. Padme was such a girl boss in the first two yeah. movies. And I mean, like I said, maybe it's the case of like the first two movies or Attack of the Clones not really setting things up well enough. But it's like we don't really see Padme and Anakin fall that hard for each other where Padme would now put her relationship first rather than yeah. the political side of things or Liberty dying and such. So, yeah. Yeah. 
Chelsea, what's your take on Padme in Revenge of the Sith? I yeah, I agree. I wish she was there more. I mean, hearing about the like th- scenes that were deleted or like the certain concepts, it does make you think of like, oh, what could have been. But mm. honestly, until y'all brought it up, I feel like I have always just been so focused on like Obi Wan in that movie that like. <laughs> my brain just goes blank and I forget other things exist, which is like my own fault, I guess. But, uh, but yeah. Everyone does I play in that movie. Her, her nightgown outfit, that's my favorite. If I'm going to keep talking about her outfits, like with <laughs> her hair is all curly. Oh my God. Like, I know she's worth more than just her looks and she's a really <laughs> character, but like she, she is a intergalactic well-dressed badass like it's just i just wish like mm, if i could look like that 10 out of 10 anyway (laughs) enough about me being gay for padme what else do i enjoy about this movie oh god well like i said about obi-wan he just like it's devastating watching him in this movie because knowing how much he tries to do the right thing and just the end it's i know it's like overdone and overplayed but maybe it's more salient in my mind too after seeing kenobi the the kind of parallels obviously between the scene on mustafar versus unnamed rock planet we didn't get a name for that planet in kenobi right it was just rock. Uh, it's just a moon <laughs> I guess, okay yeah, yeah. Um. slay but uh like i don't know so i think that's maybe brought some more of like the emotional power back that maybe had lot i'd lost because of some of them like culture surrounding the movie um music is just fantastic and uh the the choreography i i hate when people like compare the choreography between like sequels originals and prequels because they're very different like intentionally for different reasons but like arguably that's some of the best like lightsaber choreography like uh, like within the prequels like period but just like in general in star wars it's just so yeah so good (laughs) yeah i'll say about the choreography uh Sadly, I, I I don't I don't want to say I disagree, but like I feel like <laughs> okay, my thing is like when I watch like like people always like what are you talking about when I say that I like the Force Awakens duel the most, I think, um, between Rey and Kylo, because I just feel like like with the original trilogy, all their duels are very emotional and they don't really focus on choreography. Um, and then the prequels, it's like they focus more on choreography, whereas I feel like something like the Revenge of the Sith duel should have felt more emotional, where like you actually like feel the emotion with each hit. I feel like Force Awakens like does a really good job at you know combining that, um, where it's like there's good choreography and you can feel like the emotion with each hit. Um, but like it's like the the prequel fights are really cool to watch. Like it's like this is really cool, but. For me, I'm always like, damn, like they look like they're dancing, which I guess makes sense. Cause like people always say, well, yeah, that's the case. But with Revenge of the Sith, Anakin and Obi-Wan know each other's moves like perfectly. Like they they know what each other's next move is gonna be. And that's why it feels more like dancing. Cause like Jedi and Sith, they already know what each other's next move is gonna be. But with that fight, it's like they were like not even a beat ahead of each other or behind each other. So I don't know. I have mixed feelings where I'm like, I feel like that duel could have 
been maybe a little less flashy, but um, it's still very emotional. It's still very, uh, still a very good fight. Um, Tom, I see you. I see you just looking. So, what's your take on? Sorry, I'm zoning out. Sorry. <laughs> what's your take on uh, prequel choreography? Uh, I'm in the same camp as you are, uh, Austin. Um, sorry, Chelsea. Sorry, no, Chelsea. I, <laughs> I didn't get a chance to respond because I agree with you about The Force Awakens and that I do like, or this just the sequel, like lightsaber choreography in general, it feels really raw while also being intense, like physically. So I don't disagree with you there. And I know you just said that like the, you still you do still find emotion in the battle, but I just think it's like in it in a different way I have an emotional experience versus like mm-hmm. even if the choreography is not necessarily emotional, knowing the thought that the fact that they are one to one the whole time, yeah. that in and of itself makes me like, you know, which is Feel so it's thing. like I, I understand what you're saying. And I mm-hmm. I just, you know, I still think this this one is I didn't say it was the best. I said it was the best of the prequels. I'm like defending myself here, but I think it's one of the best in all of Star Wars and not just movies because then some of my other favorite saber duels are are from animation. So Right. We're too nice on this podcast. We disagree with each other and then we're like, "Well, I don't like fully disagree with you, but I, I, I <laughs> uh, but Tom, what's your take on the prequel choreography?" See, it's it's not pulling on my strings. In terms of emotion, uh, I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm just heartless. Um, <laughs> no, like I think it's more in due to the fact of like the maybe the vibe of the prequels or something. I've never been one who's been like maybe it's because like even I like I just knew what was gonna happen. Like it's a prequel, we know what's gonna happen, but like. I never really got that. I think it might even tune back to what Austin was saying about Attack of the Clones, in which like everything we really know about Anakin and Obi Wan is kind of like fed to us mostly through dialogue because they don't share a lot of scenes together. Right. I mean, yeah, they they do occasionally, and like, yeah, they are, you know, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like emotionally, I was just like, it it doesn't it doesn't upset me. I don't know why. <laughs> Because, like, yeah. maybe it's also because, like, in Attack of the Clones, like, Obi-Wan's a bit of a bit hard on him. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, was he your brother? Was he? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. It just doesn't feel like the execution, the setup. There's just certain yeah. things that could have, you know, furthered the emotions i feel like especially in the first two movies but if you watch the clone wars or like chelsea said read bloodline or uh <laughs> the brotherhood oh, i read um, bloodline <laughs> <laughs> yes we do um but if you read brotherhood um or things like that you just <laughs> you get better you get a better understanding it's more emotional yeah, yeah. see so, i think I think that's where I'm getting it from too is because like once I've seen the expanded content it's hard for me to separate of like my experience of the movie outside of that like once I have that context every time I watch it I'm thinking about the larger context so I guess too that's maybe why I'm also a bit more partial to it because I'm considering all the things you just mentioned but yeah yeah Yeah, definitely So for me, I have this ranked at sixth on my list. So uh, pretty much right in the middle. Chelsea, where do you have it ranked? 
I have a fifth, so I was like, y'all giving me a hard time just for you and I to have almost <laughs> the same fucking rating. <laughs> fifth and sixth, and then Tom, you said eighth, right? Eighth, yes, correct. Yes. Alright, now let's talk about a banger of a Star Wars movie. The best Star Wars movie. Even though it's not number one on my ranking, the best Star Wars movie. I don't care, period. Um, and that's the underdog solo a Star Wars story. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what money says, box office, whatever. It's a slave movie. It's it's just it's just really good. Like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I think the biggest thing for me is the performances of all the actors and actresses because you have people that are reprising roles. You have somebody who's coming in and reprising the role of Harrison Ford. I would not wish that upon my worst enemy uh, to have to, you know, reprise a Harrison Ford role. Um, and then you have Donald Glover with Lando Calrissian, another fantastic performance. But then outside of that, you have other characters that aren't, you know, original characters you have kira who's fantastic dryden voss who's literally in it for like three minutes and has such an impact <laughs> um crimson dawn is introduced here which you know we've seen what crimson dawn has gone on to become um so i don't know i just i just really vibe with this movie there's just it's just the most feel-good movie oh and talking about performances chewbacca chewbacca Eunice suatamo fantastic as Chewbacca, because you have to act like with your eyes, basically. That's all you have showing is your eyes. Um, mm -hmm. And then, you know, obviously body language and such. But I don't know. I just, <laughs> there's like Solo Star Wars Story had so much going against it that it's not that I like have it on a different scale where it's like, oh, because it had so much going against it, I think it's better because, or it should be ranked differently. I think. The fact that it had so much going against it, the directors are fired. You come in and reshoot the entire movie, basically. Um, and, you know, th there was just very little time. Um, the fact that it stands up to the other Star Wars movies and it's actually, like, really good um, is just really, really impressive. So I will always defend Solo a Star Wars Story number two on my uh, ranking. So only one movie ahead of it. Uh, Chelsea, solo a Star Wars story. Yeah. What's your I love it. This is one that I very frequently rewatch. I like, if I'm like, I want to watch a Star Wars movie and I'm just like sitting down, it's probably going to be solo. Like, it's just, you always know you're going to have a fun time with it. It's just very, for the most part, feel good. There is some sadness in it. But like you said, the performances are just amazing. I think I've said this before, but like Alden's way of making Han his own while paying respect to Harrison's portrayal is done incredibly well. And people who disagree just don't have taste. Literally. Um, like true, there's just, true. you know, so many, I think the world building that it opened up, like you've mentioned before with Crimson Dawn, what that's opened up the gate for in the comics has been fantastic. Hopefully that will continue to be respected as canon, but we'll see. <laughs> we, we never know what's going to happen, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's just lots of, lots and lots of fun. And, yes. um, you know, I think like like you said, uh, Dryden Voss only has three minutes of screen time, but he ate that shit up. I remember yeah. watching Solo for the first time, being like, "This motherfucker is menacing." 
-hmm. Like he's a creep. I'm scared. So I feel like (laughs) that was really good. Cause I think like sometimes like star Wars villains tend to kind of follow a very specific, maybe like stereotype or archetype of, and you know, that's kind of the nature of it since your villain is usually the Sith, right? They're kind of a monolith, you know? So that was, you know, I enjoyed having a different kind of villain, if you will, than just your typical Sith. And yeah. yeah. And I think that the movie, like, first of all, one thing, the characters, like, the cast of characters, like, this is the most gender cast of characters <laughs> in Star Wars. Like, Period. Tobias Beckett, gender, Han, gender, Lando, all of them, L3, <laughs> Val. Gender. All of them. And Fist Nest, gender. Yes. I was about to say, them. y'all know he done it again. You know he talked about Solo <laughs> and not mentioned no, 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 the no. icon that is Emphis Nest. No, 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 because I, I was cannot. just about to mention the icon of no, it's, We've been speaking about five minutes. You've not mentioned Emphis Nest. You are not an Emphis Nest fan. You are a fake. <laughs> no, you are a liar. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I love Emphis Nest. Um, I was going to say that I think that because Star Wars, you know, they they do the thing a lot where it's like, oh, the bad guy is actually the good guy and that sort of thing. But I think that this movie does that really well. I remember watching it and being like, because I think I remember like when the movie was coming out, it was like Boba Fett is going to be in it. The movie's going to be about Solo versus Boba Fett. Like that's what what else could this movie possibly be about so by the time it got to where somebody was behind this elevator door that was like dryden's associate or whatever i'm like oh my god boba fett's showing up in my mind there was like like i don't know i just did not think that tobias beckett was going to betray han when in reality they put that like kind of right in your face you know like it seems a little obvious after the fact, but I just remember watching it for the first time and being genuinely shocked. And I'm like, they really put that in our face, but Tobias Beckett really had me trusting him for a second um, with the relationship with Han and such. So I don't know. I just think movies and shows that can do things like that are just brilliant that can, you know, manipulate you into thinking something else. Um, So yeah. What do you guys have solo on your ranking? I have Solo at number four. So I, I love Solo a lot. It's a lot of fun. As you said, it's fun. Um, going off what Chelsea's earlier is like, everything this movie sets out to do, it hits. Like, mm-hmm. it's got emotion, it hits. It's got fun, it's fun. It's got other stuff, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, all, like... I, I'm about to like of the two spinoffs. I feel, I have very like the things I like about one I don't like the other, which we'll go into when we go into Rogue One. Um, you say like the performances, but as well just like the way that the characters are written as well. Yeah, like I cared so much about these characters, <laughs> even though I probably even shouldn't care about some of them. Like Emphasis Ness shows up at the end. Like I remember seeing that like. The big reveal, like when she takes off her mask, it's not like a big reveal. I I, I even remember, like, I need to watch the film again, honestly, because like, it's never like set up to be someone we know, but like everyone like kind of gasps because like they don't expect her to be so young. I think. Yeah. It's like it's kind like of the, the twist. Girl. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I think they even call uh, emphasis. Like, I think they say like he and him. 
when yeah to emphasize. So like I think the twist was supposed to be she's a woman, but like the criticism was like, oh, she's a young woman. Surprise! Um, woman surprise! Plot <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what people were like. I remember people were like expecting it or something. I don't know. Yeah, but it was kind of spoiled yeah. for me because the casting had said that Aaron Kellerman was playing her, and I'm like, who's this like? teenage girl <laughs> like what's going on here um but such a such a great addition to star wars and if we don't get more i don't know what i'm gonna bring do. them back <laughs> yeah <laughs> the whole i need a cloud writer show right now and aaron kellerman is employed with disney oh well her character died in the marvel show but she's lucas with lucas she's in willow exactly yeah. so literally i said this to someone else it's like Andor and Willow, like Aaron Kellyman, literally knock on the door next door where they're filming Andor and walk in, put on the costume because we need you in it. We need you in it. Just walk in um, and slay. Yes. Period. I, I think that honestly could be, I, I think that honestly could be something that happens in Andor's Emphasis Nest. Like, I don't want to yeah. be like, oh my God, there should be this cameo and that cameo. But I think it makes sense because it's like Andor is about the formation of the rebellion. And I do think that this would be a good chance to perhaps include emphasis nest i will say i would prefer for her to have like be like a main character in something because i don't want her to come in and they're gonna you know still the show yeah exactly um and be the focus of how emphasis nest got into the rebellion but i do think it would be very interesting and i just you know i always appreciate when they tie rogue one and solo together if you read the novels of rogue one and solo they very much connect everything to each other you know like saw Gerrera has an appearance yeah. in the solo novelization um it very, just goes everywhere <laughs> yeah it's, uh, <laughs> i'm very surprised that you know lucasfilm was able to keep him out of solo because anything else in the era <laughs> is gonna have saw Gerrera. <laughs> but um no i appreciate saw Gerrera. um but yeah so you guys said fourth place on yours for me it's second place love solo a star wars story i'm very excited to talk about this next movie because for me i had a lot of strong opinions about rogue one <laughs> until recently um there's you know rogue one i started off with like i remember i really did like it when i first watched it um but i feel like because I feel like it had a lot to do with uh, the third act and fan service and such. It's like, oh my god, I was also like 15. Um, <laughs> but uh, Rogue One, I've come to love it a lot more um, because when watching it, I feel like the characters like, and that was one of my biggest complaints is that like these characters are like one dimensional. You don't really see anything with them. But I feel like with a lot of things. Uh, that I love in Star Wars where it's like something's against them with Rogue One it's like an uphill battle because you have to introduce like what five or six characters that are all like the main characters but we've seen none of them um and at the same time I feel like with Rogue One I genuinely care about all those characters to the point where in the end when they all die that is genuinely fucking tragic <laughs> like so I don't know people People always say that, like, oh, they, they don't have a lot of characterization, but I just feel like for me, like, yeah, maybe they don't, but they still have enough to the point where it makes you care about the characters, at least for me. I had enough to where I cared a lot. Um, my 
I, I don't want to say glupshido because the definition of a glupshido is a little <laughs> it's a little uh, we've been over this yes but <laughs> i love base malbus i love base malbus a ton and shirt emily um and yeah i just think like base malbus shirt emily these characters like they probably get the least focus out of the rogue one group but even then i feel like there's a lot about base and shirt that's like teased in this movie um or even you know important you know like their wills guardians of the wills that aren't really protecting the force anymore and uh all these characters kind of have this journey and i feel like all the characters of the rogue one crew have like a clear arc so i don't know i think that's very impressive um let's hear the haters uh thoughts tom <laughs> rogue one <laughs> ninth place oh damn Nuh-uh. <laughs> No, yeah. shut the fuck up. Nine? <laughs> no, yeah. you're you're fucking kidding. I'm a certified Sorry. hater. Sorry. I'll let you speak. I'll let you be I used, to be, I used to be on Tom's side. I can't even judge. Yeah. I think that I had low? It. I think I had it in That terrible. low. Y'all have no taste. Well, I didn't watch it for so long. I was just like, I was like, this movie sucks. <laughs> well, not sucks. It's so weird. It's like... I don't know. I'll let Tom explain because he still feels. I, way. I've not watched it in a while. Not because I don't like. I will watch it and I will enjoy it. Um, it does not the same way in the prequels. Like you were saying, like, oh, it's difficult because I got to introduce like six characters. So did Solo. Solo did it. I care about all the characters in Solo. But do you not care about the it, characters in Rogue One? Like in the end? No, of the you didn't. Are you they were, they were like <laughs> yes, <laughs> I like. I don't care, sir. Who are you? I met you two hours ago. Like, I, mean, I, I don't know. Jin, I'm I care about. I care, I'm sorry. About I'm sure casting? I care about cast. I'm sure I will. I don't currently. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Oh, why man. should? Why should I? Tell me why I I'll should. S- Chelsea, what's worse, this take or the bucket and chopper take? <laughs> this one's worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, uh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Let me stop. Like my jaw has just been on the fucking floor for like a solid minute. I let me let me try and like calm and just listen with open ears. I don't know. Yes, Tommy. Um, I'm being aggressively brutal because, like, all my positives I don't share. All my <laughs> points are negative. In regards to everything on this podcast, um, I find it very hard to speak positively on here. I genuinely do like Star Wars, believe it or not. We're just like, <laughs> we just talk shit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. Okay. Positives. Act three slaps. Everybody knows this. Yeah. Act two, I don't give a shit about. Okay, no, so, no, no, don't. Acting <laughs> literally about Jin and her father, Galen, and Cassian trying to kill him. I think that that is so interesting. Everything that happens about Edu, fantastic. I don't care. I don't care. Like, <laughs> that's where the clear arc is for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I saw it coming. I'm sorry. But you saw like, what coming? <laughs> like, Cassian's going to have to change of heart. You know? Well, duh, it's Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's still important to see. Like, to me, it's yeah. still meaningful to watch that. 
even if I know how it's going to end, like maybe I'm weird well, yeah. in that way. Because I could have something no. entirely spoiled for me and I still enjoy watching it in the journey. So right. like, even though it was predictable, I was like, oh, like that. Right. Like I was saying, that's just Star Wars. Like, yeah, it's yeah. a little repetitive, but that's what makes it what it is. Like, And like I said, with the limited yeah. time, like they show you him killing somebody who really just like he killed him because he couldn't get out of there. Like, that's literally it. Like, <laughs> there was no reason to kill that guy in the beginning. Besides the fact that if he couldn't climb out and if he stayed behind, he would start talking. So he just kills him. You know what I mean? And so it's like for him to care about like gin because he didn't like gin i don't know i just feel like it shows a clear progression and then you know he gets back to the rebellion and he's like no no no, like you're right like i feel like i do fucked up things for this rebellion and i think i need to do what i think is right so i don't know i appreciate <laughs> i'm sorry tom i'll be dead i mean i you. get it it just doesn't <laughs> hit for me i don't right. know what it is okay like the performances okay. are fine something is missing there i apologize probably about 40 years of uh content but yeah, yeah i mean <laughs> no i mean i still i still love you tom <laughs> I, I mean I um, that I used you're to on the nice <laughs> i said i used to agree with you but i don't think i was that extreme <laughs> tom's a real i'm one. sorry i'm being very extreme because i think like i still enjoy the movie and like uh-huh. Oh, don't lie. I keep saying this. I do. I enjoy the movie. Um, it's just got a weird energy to me, I think, is a big part of it. Like, Tom did I know not pass the... the vibe check with Rogue One. <laughs> Rogue One I did not vibe, pass check, the vibe Tom. check with Rogue One. Tom's like, I did as not. a filmmaker. As a filmmaker. As a filmmaker. <laughs> I mean, I, I can see it like, maybe if I had a filmmaker brain, I could point out the fact that, like, I mean... It's like two because they had Tony Gilroy come in and like reshoot a lot of stuff. So I feel like I don't know if I had like a filmmaker brain, maybe I could differentiate. Like, I'm gonna play that card after. all the time <laughs> to be objectively correct. I mean, are uh... you able to like? Are there moments that you're like, this feels like two different movies put together? Or, um, if I had not seen the trailers, maybe, mm-hmm. but. Uh, like I think it still flows pretty well. Like the pacing's, from what I remember, it's okay. It it bogs down in the middle. Um, I think Shut it just up. like no, I'm just not because it's like it goes incredibly <laughs> fast, then it goes incredibly slow, then it kind of goes pretty fast again. Yeah. Okay. Um, which is very common, but like the whole three act structure, etc. This is not. If you want to get a film school, I'm not doing it right here. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, um, I'm just trying to like remember this movie. Like I've not seen it in so long. Um, right. It's just kind yeah. of like. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I was gonna say, can we get a Rogue gonna... One defender in here? I want to hear what Chelsea thinks. But we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> um, it's just not very. I don't know. It's like it's not got that charm. I think. Like there's not a lot of humor or campness to it. It takes itself quite. Se- it's was so. This yeah. literally what just came up in my mind. I was like, "You're saying there's no," and I was like, "Do not do K two like that." Yeah, that must got a few one liners, sure. Okay, but they have a few moments. Like, what about what about when Baze is like, is he praying? 
he's praying and then it's like the joke is that like that's like a pastor saying like is that guy over there praying like what the hell's going on here so i thought that was funny so i love yep. this <laughs> um sorry okay. just so many moments don't hit for me i'm sorry i'm sorry yeah as a filmmaker, <laughs> as uh, a filmmaker <laughs> <right>? <laughs> objectively objectively, objectively Roman's the worst no <laughs> Okay, not even the bottom of my ranking. Okay, <laughs> what's your Chelsea? What's your Chelsea's take? Um, yeah. So in stark contrast to Tom, I have Rogue One second in my ranking. So very wow, high. Nothing wrong. You literally. <laughs> Objectively, as a non-filmmaker, which meaning as someone who is part of the majority of the population and the majority of the audience, I love Rogue One. <laughs> Good. Okay. Okay. You're correct. Let me be, let me be serious okay. and talk about talk about okay. why I feel like even though you only know the characters for such a short time, I will admit I fall in love with characters pretty easily. So I just loved all of them instantly. Jin, I think, is one of my favorite Star Wars characters still to this day. Slay. And I just, you know, it's just so devastating to see their sacrifice. And you know how it's going to end. And I still found myself, I remember watching it the first time in the theater, like gripping onto the fucking, the armrest, like <laughs> eyes glued to the screen, probably barely even blinking, like, oh my God, like this is like, crazy and i just love the the theme that you're one person you can make a difference galen designed the flaw in the death star because he still you know was against a fascist regime and because he loved and cared for his daughter his love right. for his daughter like saved a whole galaxy of course the empire still committed many atrocities in between those <laughs> points, but that's like a huge that's huge that's so important and like i'd right. love I love, love, love that message. And I love that that kind of carries through all of Star Wars, this idea of like, you don't have to be this big person. You can like make a difference and just by like, you know, saving what you love, like, right? Like I can't, I'm not going to do the whole Rose quote right now, but it's so fucking true. And I just love that that comes through in this movie. And like, I don't know, it's just visually, it's stunning. It's yeah. a beautiful movie. Um, I remember being like, wow, like that seeing it in theater being like, this shit looks like nice. Like this is, this is good looking. Um, and I don't know. I remember, I think I saw the movie. I saw that one again, like four or five times when it was playing in theater. And I think I'd seen it when it had released. And then I remember seeing it again after Carrie had passed. And so when there's oh. that Leia moment, it was like right after she, I remember I was like crying in the theater. So I think that is also sentimental to me because it was around you know, the time we lost her, which was just devastating. And then just to see her being honored in a way is like, uh, it was just really yeah. emotional and like tied everything together. So yeah, that's just some of the small reasons I, yeah. I love Rogue One. Yeah, I have a lot of nostalgia for Rogue One because that's like the first Star Wars movie I went really hard for because like Force Awakens, I didn't really, I mean, like I was excited, but I didn't really care much before it released and then like after it released it was like oh my god like this is the best thing ever um but with rogue one i feel like that's the one where i like very much followed like every little detail about the marketing campaign or just like the behind the scenes stuff um 
so i like really started my journey that's the first star wars movie that came out after i had like my instagram so i feel very nostalgic for it um i'll also say because like i said i was a hater i think a lot of there's like especially because andor is coming out there's like this resurgence of love for rogue one because i feel like there was a lot of takes like tom's <laughs> or like how i used to think um where it's like these characters are very like one-dimensional nobody like the people that say this is the best movie um are just dumb i feel like it has a lot of like revenge, like it has like a lot of the revenge of sith vibes where it's like yeah people will sit here and say like think... oh, it's the best star wars movie ever and it's like people will say that and they'll be like rogue one is the is the only good thing disney has ever done and it's like okay hold up hold up because for me personally like i don't know i don't like I love the fan service stuff, but I think that the reason I really love it is because of the characters and how much limited screen time they had, but were able to make you give a fuck by the end. Um, but I do think that there's a lot of people that just like Darth Vader cutting through people. And so I do think that like Revenge of the Sith, it makes it a little harder to enjoy. That definitely soured my appreciation for it over time. Cause like, it came it became like this staple of like not like the phantom menace but like general like a lot of a lot of the general people i would speak to sorry they would be like i would like be like oh what's your favorite star wars film like, oh rogue one i'm like okay what's your favorite scene and they'd be like oh when darth Vader, i'd be like shut the fuck up you know what's crazy there's a whole movie before that yeah right. See, I never thought about it from that perspective because when I think of Rogue One, that is like the last thing that I think about. Yeah. So yeah. I think, I guess I can understand now. Wow. I guess I do kind of get why that sours your perspective as a filmmaker, <laughs> Tom. I'm sorry. <laughs> but so I don't know. And I think too, I, I maybe if I like, let's say Rogue One came out this year after everything that's gone on with mando and book of boba fett where that's like fan service and cameos at the expense of the story i'd probably feel a little bit differently but i think at the time like the fan the level of fan service was like i think acceptable i don't want to say mm -hmm. acceptable by whose standards by my own standards right like i i thought it like added to the story without like and not taking away from it but i can kind of see how that would but honestly like it's not that i forget that vader's in rogue one like i said i just think so much i think more so about all of the other things that i'm like oh yeah he's there but i guess i didn't realize that some people like that's what they really love about it yeah yeah i think okay oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, i was gonna say like i i need to speak more about like the things i generally do like about the movie like I don't dislike any of the characters. I just don't have a strong connection to any of them, particularly. Like, they all are, like, they're interesting characters. Like, I love how they all kind of just, like, represent different parts of, like, even just, like, the history of the saga. Like, Bodhi being, like, uh, what's the word? When you, when you leave. When you switch sides. Um, oh, God. Why oh, yeah, it's, like, literally on the top of my tongue. Um, 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 I don't That's know. It's too strong of a word. Wait. Like I, not traitor, but like defector, defector, defect, yeah, deflect, defector. Deflect. yeah, defect, defect. yeah, defect. Deflect, yeah. <laughs> um, and like Baze and Turret being like not Jedi, Husband. but like of the Force, <laughs> husbands, like um, but my favorite character in this film is Krennic. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Thank you so much. 
That's kind of, that's a sleigh. That is a sleigh. There He's the know. campus thing in this movie. <laughs> Period. So, You're so right. It's the so kid. true. Yeah. yeah. I'll say there's, um, a lot of, there's a lot of straight energy from this movie, I will say. That's, but... that's what it is. Listen, it was before I <laughs> Where's came the color? out, so makes sense yeah. that I... Right. Um, I love all the, like, it's like when Rebels was coming out and you have all, like, the like the U-Wing showing up in Rebels. I love the U-Wing design. There's loads of designs in this film that I love. The Death Troopers. Oh. Um, the I really like the whole merch. The Scarf. Oh, I, I think I love the Scarf uh, Troopers more. Yeah. Um, or Short Troopers. I, they call them Short those. Troopers. Yeah. I was going back to Yavin and seeing Mon Mothma and Bale again. Mm-hmm. I keep forgetting about that. And like the little Leia scene. I know Leia's not in it, but like I would trust her with my life. Yeah, that hits. <laughs> that hits. I'm sorry. Yeah. That hits. Yeah. I think it's very like I I think I do also have a lot of nostalgia for the fact that like this was the first, you know, obviously we have like Clone Wars and you know Rebels, but this was the first like live action project that went back. Well the prequels, but I mean like <laughs> it went it it felt like like with Disney when they bought Star Wars, you know, they're trying to go forward with the sequel trilogy. So it was very interesting like to see this movie that goes like back to a new hope and i don't know i always think that it's just very very cool that like literally the only thing that separates rogue one and a new hope is a trip you know like five minutes yeah (laughs) and it's like this you know however far the star destroyer makes it in the tent of four um so i think that was just very interesting and like I do feel like in a lot of ways they do a really good job at it. Like maybe towards the end, it gets a little fan service-y, but (laughs) like the Yavin stuff in the earlier on in the movie, they show you like a different side of like the rebellion. I feel like, um, or not like a different side, but they show you like things you obviously didn't see in a new hope Um, and kind of how the rebellion works and such. I don't know. I always appreciate that. I love, star wars and it being a story that changes forever um i know a lot of people hate that because they're like george lucas didn't intend for galen urso to (laughs) i don't care what he intended because (laughs) i love when they change things up like that and recontextualize it that feels like another separate art form like there's filmmaking and there's connecting films together I don't know. See, I don't I just, have a degree in that. So <laughs> I can't talk about that. I, I'm, <laughs> close, I, I'm close to getting my degree in that. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so I haven't said where this ranks on my list because literally like a few months ago, I think I did a video where I ranked the Star Wars movies and I think Rogue One was pretty low on my list. Um, so shout out AJ because I know AJ loves Rogue One. Uh, AJ, when you hear this, I need you to comment wherever you're listening. Rogue One is fourth on my list now. So it's jumped from pretty much 10th place to fourth place um, behind, you know, Solo and then the two other movies that we'll talk about that I love. (laughs) Um, All right. Original trilogy time. Let's get into the original trilogy. We can just skim through these, right? Because, like, everyone's seen them. Yeah. (laughs) No. Um, (laughs) Yeah. A New Hope. Um, I have an eighth on my ranking. Here's the thing. It's a classic. Why do we have 
sorry. Ours are too fucking similar. Why? I don't know. But I feel very guilty that it's in eighth place because it's like a classic. It started everything. But I just feel like when I want to watch a Star Wars movie or Star Wars anything, A New Hope's like kind of like one of the last things I want to watch. Um, like I said, I feel <laughs> guilty about that or like a big fan because it's like, you mean like, but I don't dislike it by any means. I just think out of all the Star Wars movies, especially the original trilogy, that's the one that like aged the worst, I feel like. Yeah. Um, compared you to definitely got to be in like the you've got to have like in the right mood to watch new hope i think mm-hmm. right. um and like because it's so it's such a like I, i'm not even sure if it's like because it's aged badly like a bit yeah like they were heavily restricted when making it obviously mm-hmm. uh because like it was so groundbreaking but yeah. like it's held in such high regard now like it's probably it, i would say it's like the most iconic film like it's been parodied to hell, like Family Guy. So many other things have just done Star <laughs> Robot Wars, chicken. like Robot Chicken. Well, yeah, but like <laughs> they've they've also did like Empire and Return of the Jedi, but like or Spaceballs. I mean, that's like a yeah, but like you kind of just know it inside and out now, and it's impossible not to like. Right. It feels like when you watch it now, you can't get much more from it maybe like i don't know like you just know it it's like almost like just like a part of you like you right. can't really it's not it can't yeah. give you much more like it's been done yeah. so much if that makes sense i think not, the... like sorry i keep it no, i was just saying like <laughs> no i see you saying like i see you saying the main point like i i would say it's like it's not aged tremendously but like it's not unwatchable or anything like that it's still highly enjoyable um but it's hard to like i'd say it's hard to differentiate it from the rest as well just mm-hmm. due to where it kind of stands like it kind of stands on its own in a weird yeah. way i think the biggest thing about new hope that's like a little strange to me or just like what dictates my ranking is that like the pre or the next two star wars movies empire strikes back and return of the jedi are like so much better i feel like or not maybe so much better but they're just like really good i feel like that's a rare case where like the only movie i could think of that was better than the original was pitch perfect 2 um but, <laughs> no but, frozen uh, 2 frozen 2 okay it's better than frozen okay maybe <laughs> anyway um but i feel like it's very hard to like appreciate it when it's like everything that comes out after it's like really good but then there's like there's no star wars without a new hope you know what i mean so at the same time it's very iconic i love the story i think the story is absolutely brilliant um and obviously it was brilliant enough to make 45 plus years of content after the fact so i don't know so like i said i just feel very guilty that it's eighth on my ranking but i just like I don't know. I don't ever really be like, oh, yeah, I want to watch A New Hope. Unless I'm in the mood to be like, let me go to the roots. Let me go to where this all started. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Chelsea, yeah. how do you feel about New Hope? I agree with that like guilt when I was ranking. I did feel a little weird about putting it in eighth. But I mean, for all the reasons y'all said, 
it's, you know, it's not one I gravitate towards often, but there's still much that I love. And just Leia's introduction in this movie is that just iconic that mm-hmm. somebody has to save our skins. Like, just from, like, there, you're like, hell yeah. So, you know, um, definitely not my favorite of the original trilogy, but still definitely well-loved. Definitely. That's yeah. Fair. Also, the first Star Wars movie to include a gay main character. Shout out Luke Skywalker. Period. Luke. <laughs> well, the Chanel, the Chanel boots don't come in until later, but right. But Luke I mean, Luke he was Skywalker. he was He's coming into his own. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was always in there. <laughs> yeah. Period. What do you guys have it on your on your list? I have it at fifth. So oh, it's wow. not better Star Wars it's, than us. <laughs> obviously um i was gonna say like it's also kind of like got this demeanor of like an old person where it's like you kind of have to respect it and you also just don't want to yeah you know I mean? all this we kind of want to rebel against it a little bit <laughs> yeah um but yeah overall shout out to the og um you know, I think what's good, though, is that, like, we don't have much to say about it. I feel like the movies that we have a lot to say about are the ones that we don't really like or not or just have more negative things to say about. So, I don't know. Maybe that's a good sign for A New Hope. <laughs> yeah, because you can't really. Yeah, it yeah. is what it is. You get what you get. Yeah. Like, and it's like you wouldn't want to change anything about it because it's like if you no. change anything about it, then you change everything. You know, it's right. just like. I don't know. Tell that to George like, Lucas. <laughs> I feel like maybe the old heads will be watching and they'll be like, what is wrong with you guys? You guys are all under 30, like <laughs> rude as hell. Um, but <laughs> anyways. All right. The Empire Strikes Back. Pretty much what's regarded as the best Star Wars movie to a lot of people. Um, I think it slays. Um, it's but I'll let somebody else start but, off. Can I just say... Luminous beings are we changed my life. Changed my, <laughs> I, I did that quote. Okay. Like, I don't know. Like, it's like, I was not even like when I was a kid, I hated this movie. I was like, <laughs> why am I in this swamp? Get me out of the swamp. I hate it here. I want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> what is this um, Muppets episode? <laughs> I, I love the Muppets, but I was like, <laughs> this is, this is like, if you, it's like when you see like those creepy, like, realistic pictures of homer simpson it's like yeah <laughs> it's like kermit the frog through one of those ai machines wow um okay. <laughs> well, this is when i was a kid i feel differently about it but like, as a kid now, now that you're a filmmaker, now I'm a filmmaker <laughs> i didn't even play this part it was awesome i used to play it back in the blood of vader days so i could get my way uh, <laughs> but um it's just really dull like i mean the color palette is lacking people that's all that's my only downside i think of this movie um hoth is very white dagobah is very green and they have a lot of black Bespin's pretty cool it's just yeah and then you're in space darker scenes yeah yeah i don't know why i'm like scenes where there's like purple and shit but i think that's just the promo <laughs> I think yeah, it's just like the poster. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, um. Yeah. Yeah, but like that's why I only like I could speak about so many other things. Like, 
I can't think of any right now. <laughs> but, <laughs> like, but they're there, trust me. <laughs> they're there, trust me. Like, come and watch sure. the movie with me. I'd be like, trust this me, I'm a filmmaker. <laughs> trust me. Oh my god. <laughs> my degree is leading me towards the direction of no. I'm Guys, it's been three years, sorry. and my degree is useless. Let me have this. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. This is what this is no, what I went to school for. This is what I, I paid for this. I paid for this expensive card. Um, the asteroid yeah. scenes, you know. Okay. I am your father, iconic. Um, I could just like it, I can't even talk about the good bits because they're just so ingrained in pop culture. Like we all know well, the good bit. Yeah, well, let's talk about what's relevant because Princess in the Sky yeah. came out today, and this is a movie that started Han and Leia's relationship. What do y'all? What do y'all think of Han and Leia? Because I feel, I hear a lot of different takes. Yeah, what do y'all think? I think Chelsea, you're a big fan of them, right? Han and Leia. I am. I will say there are certain perspectives that, like the way their courtship happens, is dated, like to that kind of era, which I would agree. But I still love them together. I mean, I just love love the just like bossy little tall grumpy fall in love, (laughs) like that sort of trope. I just really enjoy. I right. mean, and I just the I love you. I know, obviously, very iconic. Like <laughs> Tommy said, just ingrained in pop culture. They sell T-shirts at Disney World where, like, you can buy them so you can match your partner, like that oh, sort of yeah. shit. Like all that stuff, very, very ingrained. Surprisingly, though, this movie's kind of ranked low for me, despite all the things I love about it. I'll give my number later because I feel like y'all are gonna actually crucify me. <laughs> so I guess I'll just talk about what I really enjoy. For now, I want to know what you didn't enjoy. Tell me what you what don't I, like. <laughs> well, I don't think there's anything about the movie in and of itself that I don't like. I think it's just not one that I gravitate to as often. Like, that's again kind of how I like did a lot of my ranking is like the exception of what I have in last, I genuinely love all of these movies. And it's a matter of like how much am I drawn to rewatch this? Like, if I'm thinking Star Wars, like, is that the first thing that comes to mind? And so that's how I've based it. So, again, there's not really anything I dislike about it. It's just not one that I, you know, watch very often or feel drawn to watch very often. Right. Understandable. What's it on your ranking list? I'm so scared. (laughs) No, tell me, where where do y'all have it ranked first? Just so I know how much trouble I'm in. Even five for me. Even five, I have it number two. Oh, I mean, I feel like I I've had it higher before because I feel like, well, I don't want to say my like, well, I guess it's not number one on my list right now. But Last Jedi and Empire Strikes Back used to be like my top two, but um, I don't know, things have just changed. <laughs> I don't know, but um, I feel like Last Jedi and Empire Strikes Back they very much complement each other. Or is it? No, I'm thinking of Return of the Jedi and the Last Jedi. Sorry, um, but uh, I, I I do appreciate Empire Strikes Back a lot. Um, for me, I feel like out of the original trilogy, it has the second most rewatch factor because <laughs> I think Return of the Jedi has wow. the first. But um, it's weird because like A New Hope has like the lowest watchability for me or rewatchability. And then, like, Empire is pretty high, and then Return Jedi is pretty high. But what's your ranking, Chelsea? We got to hear this. <laughs> Ninth. 
Oh, damn. <laughs> okay. I heard Rogue One, Nathan is a crime, but Empire and... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. See, this Listen, is because you're not a filmmaker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just a regular... I'm just a regular consumer, unfortunately. No, like I said, I th- there's generally... I can't think of anything I do not like about it. It's just not one that, like, I... You like really the others more. Through- yeah. Yeah. That's what I always just, say. I'm like, I, I feel like, like it, but I like the others more. It's like I feel guilty because it's like I have like two thirds of the original trilogy pretty low, but then I have another one that's extremely high. So, Period. you know, well, let's talk about that extremely high one because it's number one on my list. Return of the Jedi. <laughs> I think for me, the biggest reason I love Return of the Jedi is because of the big three, Han, Leia and Luke. They all like all their arcs come to this amazing close i feel like like luke and han especially like luke's whole journey of becoming a jedi like i don't really have to talk much about that because it's like duh but han's whole journey especially adding solo a star wars story into the list it's like man i i just (laughs) seeing han solo's whole journey from this like you know not entirely like bad person but it's just like you know he's not getting into good things he's kind of going down this path of like probably not what's best for him um and i do really appreciate just his whole arc of like first of all because we we see like han and kira in solo star wars story and like han doesn't really show it but like that had to have fucked him up like the three years where they're apart that whole thing oh my god so the idea of Han like opening himself up to love again, especially we see him in Empire Strikes Back. He's very cold. Like he likes Leia, but it's like he's he's still kind of scared to, uh, you know, open up to love again. And so I really, really appreciate um, seeing Han fall in love with Leia um, and their relationship. Uh, I think also Return of the Jedi is just it's a lot of fun. Like, I just feel like, you know, I mean, the Darth Vader stuff's a little sad. <laughs> Not a little. It's very sad. <laughs> but, uh, but I just, like, I, I don't know. I feel like we talk a lot about camp in Star Wars. This is the one. <laughs> this is yes. the one. Endor, is... Ewoks, that's, that's my home. Literally. Okay. <laughs> this is also my number one. It's my favorite. It's just so much fun. Time and time again. I love watching it. It always makes me feel good. It always makes me emotional. And unironically, I fucking love Ewoks. I don't give a fuck if they were just there to be cute, to make money. That's capitalism. That's the way of the world. I fucking <laughs> eat that shit up. I love the Ewoks. And also a conversation could be had about how it's like it's commentary on how the the empire destroys native lands and harms indigenous Mm -hmm. peoples without without caring. And those indigenous peoples in this story happen to be fluffy fucking Ewoks. Okay, (laughs) so they serve a purpose besides being cute. And I hate people who are like, they're just there. I don't give a fuck. Sorry, yes. I'm very passionate about Ewoks, clearly. Um, but in all seriousness, <laughs> like you were saying, Austin, the kind of the emotional journey that each of the characters go on is just phenomenal. The way everything is, I feel like, able to be kind of wrapped up and put into place and sort of lead towards the future. And I just, I know 
because of the expanded universe content, obviously after Endor, not everything is all fine and dandy, but just to see that moment at the end of all of our main characters having gone through this like extremely tumultuous journey to be there together, like celebrating with the music. It's just so fun. And uh, another thing that's not very meaningful, but I just loved 3PO's moment to shine of him being in charge because the Ewoks like loved him and him being kind of like giving some of the energy back to the way people poorly treat him yeah. because I love 3PO. He's one of my faves <laughs> and I feel like everyone is so rude to him when he's just there for comic relief. So love that he got his moment to be a deity, you know, thought that was love, fun. Love our little anxious droid. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree. There's just a lot of moments and I have it number one on my list solo second. Cause I feel like those are the ones that I'm like, okay, I want to sit down and watch a star Wars movie. Let's watch return of the Jedi or solo. Um, I also think that that kind of solidifies Han is probably my favorite character in star Wars. Um, Cause I feel like return of the Jedi, like when I think of return of the Jedi, I think of Han, like I know it's technically like really about Luke. I mean, the whole original trilogy is, but I feel like when I think of return of the Jedi, I'm like, that's Han's movie for real. Anyways, Tomothy, Return of the Jedi. Where do you have it on your yes. ranking list? Because we have it on three number on one. My list. Oh. Three. No, I'm just kidding. So it's Death <laughs> Line Empire. Like I have a couple issues with it, but like nothing that like soils the movie at all for me. Um, like you say, it's so fun, so camp. Um, y'all talk about Endor so much, but like Jawa's Palace at the start, I love that. Um, I'm saying I'm again. I'm sorry. I gotta stick <laughs> with it. Um, <laughs> like Java's Palace is like so camp. Like depending yeah. on which version you watch. I mean, I don't think I've seen the original version, but like Slice Noodles and like it's still Jedi pretty Rock, camp. I'd say it's so yeah yeah. Uh, <laughs> but like. I love it so much. Like it was my favorite as a child because it was just so much more fun. Yeah. Um until I became a film. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh Leia takes a bit of a backseat, I think, uh, which Star Wars apparently loves doing in their third installments, just saying fuck woman. Mm. Um George she gets to kill job with a hut though. So there's that. Yeah. Me, girl bust. Girl <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, she doesn't. She just doesn't feel on top form in this movie. And Leia is like one of my favorites, favorite characters. Yeah. So that always stands out to me in this movie. Um, but y'all have to read the Princess of the Scoundrel. Just saying, because it follows Definitely. on from Return of the Jedi so well. Yeah. Hell yeah! I feel like with Leia, like I could definitely agree with that because I feel like with Leia, um, and like the whole original trilogy, you know, like they they may have had a plan but they obviously changed things up and luke and leia become siblings i feel like with leia she kind of had this arc um and then it's like you know they kind of introduced this new side of leia that never really gets explored except in expanded content with her being like a skywalker and such so it almost feels like it's like a new beginning for leia and she never really got that ending that like han and luke got um yeah so yeah but like gotta love books like bloodline and uh princess and the scoundrel even though i haven't read it yet um it is a good job can... there's sorry chapter six <laughs> i know we're not discussing it but there's such a good scene in chapter six Just hell yeah 
Hell yeah. We'll definitely be talking about Princess and the Scoundrels somehow. Um, but yeah, Return of the Jedi, like I said, just the rewatchability, so good. So yeah, number one for me, number one for Chelsea, and third for Tomothy, the filmmaker. All right. And now we're moving on to the sequel trilogy. Hey. Okay, so The Force Awakens, which if we were recording this in 2016 number one spot as fuck number one spot like i i still vibe with the force awakens i just sadly i feel like when rise of skywalker came out they're both directed by jj abrams Mm -hmm. i feel like it kind of exposed (laughs) like a little bit of the issues with the movie where it's like the force awakens Yeah. yeah like the Force Awakens always had those issues, but it's like, I can kind of excuse them. Um, you know, they tried. <laughs> and then it gets to Rise of Skywalker, and it's like, okay, now they just boosted the issues 10 times more. Um, I think, like, The Force Awakens, it's just it's just a movie. <laughs> you know? Like, um, I don't really... I'm not really bothered by... You know, it having a lot of the same story beats as A New Hope um, doesn't really bother me. Uh, and I think I think the original stuff in The Force Awakens, like Ray, Finn, Poe, all that sort of stuff, top tier, top tier. Um, my issues, it's kind of more like the way they went, where it's like, like I said, I don't really have an issue that they kind of went like with the same story beats as A New Hope, but the fact that they kind of rehashed like the empire and the rebellion you know it's like that time period was completely empty there was nothing because they wiped cannon so they could have done anything they could have had any threat you know any heroes any enemies but they kind of went back to what happened in the original trilogy i just feel like that's kind of like not against star wars but it's like that's you know, we see the prequel trilogy, it's very different from the original trilogy, and I just feel like the sequel trilogy should have done something a little bit different. Um, like I said, the same story beats is fine because it it just really follows the uh, hero's journey, like the basic, you know, Campbell's hero's journey. But it's, you know, I don't know. I just like, and you look at things like The Mandalorian, and it's like they have less of an open space because they have now the force awakens after return of the jedi so they have this 25 year period to work in i just feel like they get very creative with like especially in season one they get very creative with things like well let's focus on a mandalorian and then we'll still get the force aspects in there through grogu and uh i don't know i just feel like something like that could have worked really well for the sequel trilogy but i don't know i have it in seventh place because i don't really have any really strong negative opinions or really strong positive opinions it's just kind of the in-between for me um chelsea what do you think of tfa yeah i'm pretty similar to you i have it in six i mean i have a soft spot for it because you know i think for a lot of people it just really reignited their love for star wars Definitely. um you know that's kind of sitting dormant I, this happens anytime new content comes out but especially then when it had been so long um, and I just, I fell in love with like Rafe and, and Poe so easily and so quickly. So I love that the movie was able to do that, but I do agree. I wish, I don't know. 
when I first watched it, I feel like I didn't really have any gripes with like the direction they were going. But after now having the sequel trilogy in its entirety and seeing the direction they went, I do wish it would have been interesting, like you said, to see if they could do, done, done something a little bit different, maybe a little less formulaic, but nevertheless, still have a soft spot for it. So, yes, Tom. It's quite, it's quite interesting. Um, I said quite. Why did I say quite? Uh, it is interesting. Um, I actually saw a tweet today, which was about... Uh, I've not actually seen Psycho. But basically, obviously, this, this is, sounds like it's off topic. It makes sense. Trust me. I'll get there. Um, there's obviously the original Psycho by Alfred Hitchcock, um, which came out in, like, the 60s. I don't know. Uh, and they basically... Ago. Yeah. And they... I think it was Gus Van Sant, I can't remember. Someone remade it in like the nineties or the noughties. It was actually like a shot for shot remake. Like it was exact obviously it was different cast, but it was like pretty much exactly the same. And everyone's like, Oh, why do you do this? And like I saw people talk about it today, I was like, it's actually pretty not daring, but like like the way that you can do certain things, like even though it was shot for shot, like the amount of things that are changed, like the casting and like it's like about casting like a I don't know. I don't know much about it, but like apparently we switched like the casting around, and like the Force Awakens, like you say, is so similar to A New Hope, but like to do it similarly, like to like just notice those changes and like kind of like alternate universe kind of aspect to it, I find quite cool. Um, it's less pulpy than A New Hope. Like it's obviously Star Wars, but like it's got its own tone i think like it sets the tone for the sequels quite well um i love all the like there's so much in it you you never really got before that you don't really notice i don't think like like the quiet scenes with ray at the start um that meant so much to me as well like i don't even know why but like to have like star wars be not slow but like to really just delve into like a character like that i've never really noticed so much like obviously it does character work before but that's when i first noticed like cool about like getting to know ray like what she does in her day-to-day life um so it's about that aspect for me which is why it's, it's still pretty middle it's just below a new hope it's at six um because obviously there's some gripes with it um but again with that whole nostalgia of just like getting back into star wars after so long um i feel like a lot of the i feel like quite similarly like i did about new hope and like it stands on its own like i know it's the start of the sequel trilogy but whenever i see think about the sequel trilogy i never really think about the force awakens exactly me too yeah i always think of last shadow and rise of skywalker yeah um it's so weird too because i feel like Force Awakens was like my entire personality from like 2015 to like yeah till Last Jedi came out. <laughs> so like 2017 at the end of 2017, um, it's just so so. It's like I just have the most mixed feelings about it because it's like yeah. I really love it. it. I really think it's got like a lot of issues. So I don't know. <laughs> it's so mm. strange. Um, yeah, but it's in so iconic like, for introducing yeah. Ray, Finn, Kylo, my fave. Like you say about rewatchability, like 
I never think to rewatch it. It's very rare where I sit down and be like, let's watch The Force Awakens. I don't know why, because I really appreciate the film. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got some great comedy in it and some great character moments. But I don't know. There's something there that just feels strange. I always watch, I always rewatch The Force Awakens when I'm sick because it's like, like you're kind of in and out of sleep. And I've like, it's either that or The Last Jedi because I, you, you fall in and out of sleep, but it's like if you wake up, like I know what's going on. I have the whole movie memorized, you know, so I could just kind yeah. of start watching it at any point. So mm-hmm. I watched that, I watched that movie when I'm sick and laying in bed in and out of sleep. Um, but yeah, also soundtrack very iconic. Um, not as very. iconic as Last Jedi, but like Ray's theme, the Resistance mm. theme, Kylo's theme. Oh my god! Yeah, Ray's theme is just so mm, so good. <laughs> like I can't. Like sorry. Like I wasn't even thinking about the music, and then you just said that, and it just started playing in my head, and I was like, oh my god, I'm emotional. <laughs> like chills. It's I so always have. Good. This sounds fucked up to say, but I always have the music when uh, Han dies stuck in my head. The like, dun, 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 dun. wait, no, that's wrong. That's a different theme. Anyways, I just know that I always have. I was. <laughs> I always Clearly, you don't. Music. <laughs> no, I do. Um, when Han dies, it's very because I think it is like similar to that it's like a rendition of another theme in the movie it's a bit like kylo's it's like doo, 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 doo. no yeah it's like it's um, like a yeah like because that's kylo's that's part of kylo's theme because like, i always just hear chewie's roar yeah yeah he's like it's like more after that yeah it is it's because it's like and then he's like thank you and then, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm not crazy. I knew what I was talking about. I told you I have the movie. You just doubted yourself. <laughs> Never doubt yourself, King. <laughs> yeah. No, because your guys' faces. I was like, oh, maybe I'm wrong. No, I was just I was like, sad. I was, like, I was just I was sad because like, you mentioned Han's death. I wasn't oh, about. Okay. I wasn't doubting your knowledge. I was just yeah. like, damn. That yeah. makes. I ever. I saw that movie. I think like six times in theaters, and I literally cried six times every time so Han times. died. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's tragic. Um, but anyways, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, uh, the Last Jedi. Uh, the Last Jedi, also another one that used to be number one on my list. I will say I don't dislike. Like I never came to dislike anything about the Last Jedi. I really uh, so enjoy. It. I think I just solo understand the Jedi just up there for me. But third place, the Last Jedi, very much my movie we talked about this in the first episode but um all three of us just really love the last jedi it's just that motherfucking movie um i really just like how you know i feel like there was like not a collective idea because i don't think everybody had the same idea of where things would go after the force awakens but i just you know i think a lot of people expected you know luke and ray to you know be like this badass duo going out to the galaxy the first 15 minutes they're off octu that sort of thing <laughs> um and i just really enjoyed the way it went i really enjoy ryan johnson's filmmaking i just watched his uh breaking bad episode by the way um i don't know i just i i enjoy <laughs> i enjoy me some ryan johnson um because he's never going to uh he's never going to make something that's like basic like 
he'll 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 maybe make a movie that's in a genre that's basic you know like making a star wars movie i mean i don't know that's there's a lot of those um <laughs> but you know he he did it very differently than everybody else um mm-hmm. so i don't know i just really appreciate it tomothy last jedi where do you have it ranked? number one oh, top of the list baby <laughs> um Oh, I just love this movie. Like I was about to say, like, and I was gonna do a transition, but I didn't want to interrupt. Like you were saying about watching The Force Awakens when you're sick. I, when this movie came out on like, it's like streaming or something. I can't remember what it was on. Like, I was in university in my second or third year. I would go out all the time, and I come back drunk as hell, and I'm like, <laughs> let's watch The Last Jedi. Uh, and I would sit with my housemates and I'd be like explaining to them why this is such a good movie. Um, we would have such in-depth conversations and then we'd watch something else. We'd be like, yep, yeah, cool. <laughs> but like, we would just talk so much about this movie and I love, I, I was going to say I love discussing this movie. I don't because half the time I'm discussing it with morons. <laughs> um, and I'm like, like right I'm now. No, I'm just so t- yeah, these morons. Uh, I'm just so tired of like having to defend this movie. You don't have to do that just, here. This we don't have to do that here. Space. I've taught you enough. No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like, oh, I love Ray so much. I feel like I've already spoken about this film so much in this podcast. Literally every episode. Um, every episode. <laughs> um, Rose Tico. Man. Talking about music, Rose's theme. Mm-hmm. It, I I was gonna say it doesn't need to go that hard, but it does. But like the fact that it went that hard, my god. Yeah, yeah. I I think with the Last Jedi, I just I just enjoy so much, and I also just forgot what I was gonna say. So <laughs> Chelsea, please take it away. With your yeah, the Last Jedi. <laughs> yeah, I also have it third, so still very high up. Definitely my favorite of the sequels. Again, I feel like we've all, <laughs> I think we all love The Last Jedi here, but uh, just love what it did with Luke's character so, so much. And I I loved, I like Ray. I mean, all of the characters are like standouts in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like they each really have their moment to like shine. But I think, like you were saying, Tom Ray just really stands out in this movie. Daisy Ridley just is phenomenal. Like she ate like what she was given, left nothing, no crumbs, nothing. (laughs) She just is phenomenal. And I don't know. Yeah. I really, really love it. Like Austin has mentioned before, the score is, is fantastic from, from this movie. And also another one that's just gorgeous. It's just beautiful to look at. Especially mm. crate, like just the visuals oh. of that is just like, like I remember seeing that? seeing some of that in the trailer and just being like, "Whoa, what is yeah. that?" And then to like see it like full on in like the battle that isn't a battle, just like, oh, and the way it represents where you don't see his footsteps but you see Kylo's and he's just, yeah. just like, oh, oh, I think that reveals crate. What's cool about that is that it's like pretty much entirely CGI except for the floor. Um, they could never do that today like well i'm sure if they tried but like today's just by today's standards of like cgi and such they could just never do that because it's like i just remember seeing that scene in like 
obviously obviously it's green screen like you can't fucking recreate that but i just never thought of that being green screen so i was shook when i saw the behind the scenes documentary and it's literally just four green walls like this was the volume before the volume you know i feel like this mm-hmm. that scene would have looked really cool on the volume i feel like um but yeah i was gonna say earlier what i really like about the last jedi is that you can really dig deep um with this movie i know a lot of people think that's like a bad thing because it's like well why do i have to think but you know <laughs> um i just like that you can dig really deep into the last jedi like luke's character right and you know people will say at the surface level like oh like just complete disservice to luke skywalker but like if you really look at it like especially return of the jedi that's why i say return of the jedi and the last jedi complement each other so well um that if you dig deep like you see the core themes of star wars present in this movie like all of them (laughs) every single one Mm -hmm. because you tackle hope you tackle you tackle found family you tackle um you know anybody can be a hero so you tackle redemption a bit with you know kylo ren so i mean like i don't know i just feel like when i think of star wars i do think of the last jedi because it's kind of like the epitome of like everything i love in star wars um gotta gotta love the last jedi um and yeah because it's like you can just dig so deep and find something that it's like wow can't believe you thought of that rj uh you're kind of a genius (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah i have it in uh third place tom's in first chelsea where do you have it also third oh yeah oh yeah it's so weird for me to not say it's in first place because i feel like that was just my go-to answer forever but recently i've just been thinking about the star wars movies and i'm like i really enjoy some other things a lot more um i yeah. never change my mind yeah <laughs> I still think like last should I top tier and I will defend it with my life. I don't have any bad things to say about it. Um, except maybe Finn. Um, you know, I think I think Finn's arc um was important. Um, but I also think that it also maybe was a little unneeded because it's like he kind of goes on that journey from the force awakens like the excuse is always like well you know finn needs to pick between you know the rebellion or you know leaving you know where does where does finn want to be i feel like from when thinking about it it's like there's nothing in force awakens that really indicates that he has to go on that journey unless i'm crazy and there is but um i don't know there's nothing i feel like with that that's kind of something that was set up in the movie where it's like you could have wrote anything so you didn't have to write finn like that in a way where he has to you know go on this other adventure separate from ray separate from you know being part of the main plot but at the same time i still really enjoy canto bite and um i do enjoy finn's arc you know of where he goes from you know starting off with being a bit confused on where he wants to be and eventually realizing you know i was raised to fight now i finally have something to fight for um so yeah shout out shout out finn all right final movie the rise of skywalker this is gonna be a fun one (laughs) so for me dead last place 
Um, yeah. I will say recently I have come to like it a little more. I even have been defending it a little bit on Twitter here and there just because I hear some, you know, astronomically horrible takes. Um, I don't know. I just feel like, yeah. <laughs> I just feel like when people dislike something, they'll look for any reason ever. So the take I saw <laughs> was that in the last Jedi, they have rays or they have the ancient Jedi texts, right? And, you know, it's like old Jedi texts. And then in the rise of Skywalker, we see with those books is at least one journal that was written by Luke Skywalker. Somebody on Twitter is sitting here saying, how dare they retcon it to make those Luke's journals and not the ancient Jedi texts. And it's like, where the fuck was that said? Like, did I miss something? Because as far as I'm aware, there was only one book that was Luke Skywalker's and it makes total sense for a Jedi that lived on Octu for six years to maybe, I don't know, add to the fucking collection. I, I just, <laughs> I don't understand it's like of all of the things to criticize about that movie that's what, that's what you chose right i will say like the rise of skywalker i think is like the most often misinterpreted film yeah which is probably because it goes it does a lot of stuff and it doesn't <laughs> always hit the mark of what it's trying to do the main right. one being the main one i see on twitter is the fertility necklace and like Ray looking at these children saying she wants kids is like, where the hell are you getting that idea? Because <laughs> you want Ray to have kids, just because you want yeah. Kylo to have sex with Ray or something. I don't know. Like yeah. it's clearly like projection. Yeah, yeah, it's about her own childhood and like seeing these children being happy, like something that she didn't have. Mm-hmm. That's what it's about. Yeah, because I'm, no, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it this time. <laughs> but yeah, like <laughs> there's there's a lot. I just think like people just like don't mm-hmm. get which i think is also maybe a fault of the film just being a bit disjointed mm-hmm. i have it in 10th so it's not dead last sorry attack of the clones um i think it's mostly due to the the graces of like the the force awakens and the rise of skywalker uh, not the, um the last jedi mm-hmm. i just love these characters so much like i can't really be that mad at them um because mm-hmm. i just have a fun time being with them like as clunky as it is like i just have a lot of i can't have a lot of fun with this film i can also get very mad at it yeah um but i'm never i mean even when i'm mad at it i'm not really having a bad time if that makes sense like i was gonna say like it's one that you kind of love to hate you know what i mean it's like yeah like you can appreciate it silly because like whereas attack of the clones i just do get bored i'm like i do want to fast forward sometimes and this one i can like (laughs) sit through and i'm either happy or i'm unhappy but i'm still having a good time yeah um performances are on point i love exegol i love so many ideas in this film they're not all executed amazingly but like i love exegol i'm not even mad that they brought palpatine back like i get it i get Mm -hmm. why you do that i mean i wish it was like foreshadowed at all Mm -hmm. but like that's not necessarily i mean it's a fall of the sequel trilogy, which was started yeah. by J.J. Abrams. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, people, a lot of people, like, a lot of complaints from The Last Jedi come from, like, oh, well, yeah, but they had to follow up The Force Awakens, so I'll let it pass. But I feel like for The Rise of Skywalker, people, like, because people love The Last Jedi so much, they'd be like, yeah, but they had to follow up The Last Jedi. It's like, well, it shouldn't, like, I don't know. That made yeah. no sense. But you, no, I, feel I like get you what you're saying. 
because i will say that like with the last jedi like it sets up like it sets up what a sequel to that movie could be with like you know it sets up things like hux and kylo like you know and kylo is now supreme leader but he's you know not really vibing with all that bad shit basically um and so i definitely think that i definitely agree that there's like people kind of excuse that where it's like rise of skywalker is supposed to be this really big finale where it's like the sequel that the last jedi set up maybe wasn't what that should have been like the big finale to the entire skywalker saga now if like the sequel trilogy was separate i could definitely see the culmination of the skywalker saga being about you know hux and kylo and you know ray on this other journey and such i could see that but i do think that there was a lot of stress because it's like well they went back on like a lot of things with the last jedi because there was a lot of backlash at the same time they're trying to culminate a nine story saga in this trilogy that's kind of not really connected to the past anymore so um yeah i will say that there's there's definitely a good excuse but um there's also a lot of studio interference but overall i just think like it could have been could have been different not to be a toxic fan but (laughs) um yeah 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 (laughs) i have it i have a dead last um i'm gonna be honest like there are some things maybe like three that i could say definitively that i genuinely enjoy about this movie um but it's the only movie i haven't watched twice i saw it once in theater and i haven't seen it since i've just had no inkling or desire (laughs) to watch it again however i will say after reading shadow of the sith that i i feel like i'm appreciating it appreciating it a lot more and i think maybe i'm gearing up to finally rewatch it um because honestly when i would do my rewatches i would just stop after the last jedi i was like all right that's it like i just really (laughs) like it just would have been a waste of my time like if like which sounds so i here's the thing it's like if you know me i like love everything that i read or watch like i any book i read if i liked it even if it wasn't the best book i've ever read if i enjoyed it i'm like oh 10 out of 10 book or 10 out of 10 tv show like that's like who i am so like i don't know I feel like I'm being a, a Debbie Downer a bit with this one, but uh, it's definitely just not my favorite. And I just don't no, I don't like to be too negative, so I won't speak yeah. on it any too much more. Yeah, I think Rise of Skywalker like opened my like, for lack of a better term, like critical eye because it's like I never really was critical about things beforehand. I was very much the same way where it's like I even remember posting on my Instagram story because I remember the rotten tomato score came out like a few days before the rise of skywalker and there was fucking panic everywhere in the streets like <laughs> it was like yeah. what do you mean that it's at a 72 percent when you know it felt like at the time star wars movies like they just automatically got a 90 plus like it's it's kind of the same thing with marvel where it's like they kind of just automatically get um a 90 plus so it was like 72 percent um but i remember posting and being like there's nothing this movie could do that i'm gonna be like nah like i'm so easily pleased there's nothing you can do 
and then like i watched it and i was like i jinxed it i jinxed it for sure <laughs> um because it was like the one of the first movies that i watched where like immediately i'm like that had a lot of issues like yeah. that was that was not correct like just the the, the twist where ray is a palpatine i don't know like i i i like the ideas and like chelsea said shadow of the sith like it it definitely gives off this good theme and this interesting theme of anybody can be a hero you know what i mean i mean i think jj and chris terrio understood what ryan was trying to say a little bit (laughs) in the last jedi with anybody can be a hero but i guess a descendant of Palpatine could fit into that list as well. Um, I definitely don't disagree with that. Um, but yeah, I do kind of like the idea of the main character. The important character can just literally be a nobody. But oh well. <laughs> She's uh, connected to Palpatine. And yeah. I I just also, I don't know. There's just some things where it's like, like oh you're gonna say like ray's angry now because she's a palpatine like come on can't she just be fucking angry like i don't understand or you know the lightning and such it's like yeah that's a little too on the nose for me (laughs) because it's like that's not exclusive to palpatine i don't know i was just one of those moments where it's like Mm, we're definitely watching this through the lens of uh someone who's seen all the movies and i think that kylo ren has also seen all the movies Uh, (laughs) (laughs) so yeah but overall i don't i don't really hate anything star wars i think star wars is like pizza or it's like pizza's just good period you know what i mean like this you know Domino's is good. The local pizza shop is good. And the school cafeteria pizza is good. There are different levels of good, but at the end of the day. <laughs> Tom's face at the, the cafeteria. Maybe, maybe it's different in the UK. No. But uh I mean, no, because American American food <laughs> in the cafeteria. We actually have standards for our foods here. Oh wow! <laughs> we fancy yeah. out here. Yeah, you still make that face when I bring up the pizza. So that's it can't it be so that crazy as fuck. Oh, so was Rise of Skywalker. So <laughs> a greasy movie. That's a genuinely. That's actually a really good word to describe it. Like <laughs> the movie does just kind of feel greasy. Yeah. I yeah. mean, one thing I notice about it, like. It's so weird, like, it just doesn't have the vibe, like, because you have scenes in The Force Awakens with the Falcon, and it's cool, and you're like, yeah, the Falcon is, like, cool, and that carries over to The Last Jedi with the Battle of Crate, but, like, even, like, that opening scene where the Falcon, like, skips, I'm just like, mm. is it cool? I don't know anymore. Yeah. It made me question, like, a lot of, like, I'm just like, am I just tired of this, or is it just kind of dull? I don't know. Yeah. Like, why is this hitting? Yeah. I just find it so interesting that, like, people will say, like, the Holo Maneuver broke canon or light speed stuff or whatever because the original Thrawn books or whatever. Um, God. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But uh, I think I don't understand because I never hear that complaint with light speed skipping, where it's like, 
What? You know why? It makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, it just it doesn't make any like I don't know. I can see it making sense in the canon, but it's like at the same time, I don't know. They have like, explained it because they have yeah. to fix things. Yeah, they found a way to fix it. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, why am I saying overall? It was not good. Okay. <laughs> <That's> just- <laughs> <laughs> that's just it i'm sorry to anybody who's listening i know a lot of you like rise of skywalker but no one's listening what are you talking about no one's making it this far listen i should say this like if you like rise of skywalker and you find things you love about it like i genuinely am happy for you and i'm so glad because i'm sure there are people who maybe fucking hate return of the jedi and that's like my mm-hmm. you know there are people heads. out here who are like, fuck the Ewoks. I hate the Ewoks more than anything on this earth. But like, that's something I love. So if you really love Rise of Skywalker, then slay, you know? Do you? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that, sounds, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds backwards. I'm sorry. <laughs> all right. Well, that was that was our ranking, or that was us talking about all the movies. Now we'll recap for you guys and share our overall ranking. So, Tom, you go first. Take it away. Okay. 11. My 11th was Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. My 10th was The Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Number 9 was Rogue One. Sorry. <laughs> um, number 8, I had Revenge of the Sith. Okay. Number 7, The Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. Number 6 was The Force Awakens. Number. No, yeah. Number 5 was Attack of the no. Number five was New Hope. <laughs> Number four was Return of the Jedi. Solo. 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 Number four was Return of the Jedi. Shut up. Shut up. It's Don't 3 a.m. Three. three is Return Number of the th- Jedi and four is Solo. For you. Yes. Three <laughs> is Return of the Jedi. Two is Empire Strikes Back. And number one is The Last Jedi. Slay. All right, Slay. Chelsea. 11th, Rise of Skywalker, 10th, Attack of the Clones, A New Hope at 9th, Empire Strikes Back, 8th, Phantom Menace. I think I skipped a number. I went to my list without numbers. Hold on. Oh, no, I was right. I'm just silly. Okay, 7th, I have The Phantom Menace, Force Awakens in 6th, 5th is Revenge of the Sith, 4th, Solo, 3rd, The Last Jedi, 2nd, Rogue One, and number 1, Return of the Jedi. Slay. Slay. And for the objectively correct list, we have number 11, Rise of Skywalker. Number 10, Attack of the Clones. Number 9, Phantom Menace. Number 8, A New Hope. Number 7, The Force Awakens. Number 6, Revenge of the Sith. 5, Empire Strikes Back. 4, Rogue One. 3, Last Jedi. 2, Solo. And number 1, Return of the Jedi. Damn. Damn, there's a lot of movies. And we did it in uh, under two hours. I say because we're at like the two hour and three minute mark. So we started like True. 10 minutes after. So under two hours, we talk about all the Star Wars movies. <laughs> so let's fine. never do that again. <laughs> all right. Now we will get into our two viewer questions. As always, you can join the Discord and ask questions. And we will always answer two at the end of each episode. Both our questions today relate to the actual topic, so that's super exciting. We'll start off with AJ the Feinsman. He says, which Star Wars movie has the best supporting material that completes the experience, aka books, comics, that sort of thing? Um, 
I'll start. I'll say that if we're just including like books and comics and not like the animated shows, because I feel like, you know, the prequel trilogy, like Revenge of the Sith and Attack of the Clones, they have the Clone Wars. But if we're talking strictly books and comics, um, I'm going to have to say Rise of Skywalker, weirdly enough, because I really enjoy Shadow of the Sith. It really changed my mind. And also, I really enjoy the Rise of Skywalker novelization. I feel like both of those things make the movie a bit better a bit more enjoyable and so i think that it definitely has the best but if we're talking about just in general what has like the best tie-in stories that aren't like fixing anything rogue one catalyst rebel rising fantastic books um especially rebel rising um so yeah that's my picks what do you guys what do you guys think was the question um, just for movies or shows too? Like the movies, the eleven okay. movies. <laughs> All right. I was just never mind. You go ahead, Tom. Um, I said about Attack of the Clones earlier. I think that ties into the similar point of uh yours, Austin, with like amplifying the experience. Like, but I would just rather play Bounty Hunter than watch Attack of the Clones. <laughs> um. I mean, are we including like video games? Because like, I think if we were, I'd probably say The Force Awakens, right? Mostly for Bloodline, but also like, uh, it wasn't even really, really a story, but like, uh, like the Battlefront Two campaign as well, like leading up, like the DLC, even though it was more of like a prequel to the Last Jedi than a sequel to the First Awakens. Yeah, it's tricky because like, there's not a time gap there, so it's like <laughs> one big movie. Um, yeah. So I guess I'll say Attack of the Clones, even though I wasn't really alive. I was alive at the time, <laughs> but I wasn't into Star Wars at the time. So like, I don't know what movies came out, but like Bounty Hunter, Dooku Jedi Lost, stuff like that. I I'd say Dooku Jedi Lost is more Phantom Menace tie-in. True. Menace. Yeah, but because Dooku doesn't show up there, you kind of just, uh, yeah. Yeah, who knows? It's probably being retconned. (laughs) So it's not even a joke. (laughs) Sally's not even a joke. But anyways, (laughs) all right. And uh, Chelsea. See, if we could include TV shows, I'd say the Thrawn novels for Rebels. But since I can't, (laughs) I don't know. It's it's a toss up because, like you, Austin, I think Shadow of the Sith really tied in a lot and made the Rise of Skywalker make so much more sense and i just really love the book but i mean there's just so much expanded content related to the prequels that i think i probably have to go with like that in terms of like brotherhood i mean this kind of i'm cheating a bit by saying all of the prequels but like everything there's so much there in terms of like especially with like obi-wan's character which i really enjoy so yeah hell yeah yeah amazing well, our second question comes from Axe Wives, and he says, what do you think could have been done better to drastically improve a film? For me, Rise of Skywalker, take out Ray Palpatine, and I think that movie could have been, I don't know, 1% better. No, I'm just kidding. It could have honestly been a lot better, I think, if you took out, not Palpatine, but just the relationship between Ray and Palpatine. Don't really, mm. don't really see the need for that. What do you guys think? I of your opinion, that. over on one. <laughs> of uh, <laughs> the question. 
Um, what do you think could have been done better to drastically improve the film? Uh, I'm trying not to do the Rise of Skywalker, but like, <laughs> yeah, because you've already done it. Um, how would I improve Attack of the Clones? Because Attack of the Clones is my last one. I mean, a lot of it lies in like the performances and like the chemistry, and I can't really just say make them better. Um, I would just say make it simpler, maybe. I don't know. Like, it's not complex, but like, it kind of overdoes it a bit. Yeah. I don't know. Like, the whole like Camino stuff, like, it doesn't feel, it feels like two separate tangents that just kind of are forced together at the end. Yeah. I don't know. Sure. I don't know what I'd do. I'm too early. I'm too early for this. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that. Nah, I'm a hater, so I will also change something about the Rise of Skywalker. But I would add something in Jedi Finn. Like it should have yes. been happened in the movie. It was set up from the beginning, so we should have been able to see that. I probably mm-hmm. would feel much differently, feel <laughs> much better about the Rise of Skywalker if they weren't cowards and they did that. So yeah, I hate <laughs> that they tease that so much too. It's like even in Rise of Skywalker. It's and like, you know what? I'm sorry. Yeah. And I was just gonna say, you know what I fucking hate? It's every time I bring this to everyone's like, watch the Lego specials. Yeah, those are fun, but that doesn't fucking like what it's do you Legos. mean? They completely <laughs> like yeah, it's I love Legos, don't get me wrong, but they fucking completely sideline John Boyega and his amazing performance and just to give in to the fucking racist shit that fans are saying. Right. Like so, that's not. I'm sorry. The Lego stuff is fun, and yeah, we get Jedi Finn, but that does not make up for what they did <laughs> to his character in the movies. Definitely. Sorry, I'm very passionate understandable. About that. Yeah. No. Hopefully, I mean, it sounds like everybody that was in the sequel trilogy is interested in coming back. They've all said so in an interview. Um, I think the most recent one was Oscar Isaac. That was very interesting because yeah. <laughs> remember after Rise of Skywalker, yeah, because he was like, uh, "I'll do it if I need to get a new house." <laughs> I was like, "The wow. man needs a new house." <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's trying to move out. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for your questions. Like I said, please join the Discord link in the description to possibly have yours answered. We only do two, so I'm sorry we can't do all of them but we also do save them yeah we also do save them in case you know there's one that would be interesting for an episode anyways or nobody asks us anything (laughs) no that'll never happen (laughs) all right tomothy take it away with the cast electric for this week the cast electric yes so i believe this week is i'm not even sure so much of game of thrones that i am i believe this week uh, the new spinoff show, House of the Dragon, yeah. or the House of Dragon, the no, House of the Dragon, that actually makes sense, um, <laughs> releases this week. I believe it came out yesterday, or they had a premiere yesterday. It was all over my social media. I was like, cool. Anyway, uh, star of the show, uh, the only one I really recognize. I'm trying to be on, I'm trying to be trending on topic here. Matt Smith, aka the 11th Doctor, a.k.a. the co-star of Morbius. Um, <laughs> yes. Yes. So we all know, well, I assume we all know that allegedly 
he was going to be in our favorite Star Wars film, The Rise of Skywalker, as a young Palpatine. Did not come to fruition. I believe he confirmed that, yes, that he was in talks to do it. it was, uh, he, he confirmed that it was an important character that he was playing. So it's like, you know, like he basically yeah. confirmed. Now, I thought like after the film came out, I'm pretty sure like at some point he said like, oh, yeah, I was on set at some point or something. Like it got close. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, yeah, the idea he was supposed to be like a young Palpatine, the one that gets revived, and then they were like, "No, nah, we need actual Ewan McDiarmid." Um, understandable. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, uh, you are in charge of casting Matt Smith in Star Wars as either a new character or an existing character. Proceed. Yes. Please. So this might be cheating a little bit because Matt Smith. First of all, Matt Smith was in the original when, because I remember the exact day they released the press release on StarWars.com of everybody that would be in Rise of Skywalker. It was like a year and a half before the movie, before they started filming. Uh, it talked about that was where they announced like how Leia would be incorporated. It said Matt Smith. And then like 20 minutes later, they removed him from the article. Um, so for a while, everybody was speculating who he could be. I still think he would be very good as the brother, um, from the Mortis stuff. Um, I really could see him as a live action, um, brother, um, or son, brother. <laughs> what? Are, <laughs> I'm thinking of the Inquisitors, um, but the son, cause yeah, the son, the daughter, the father. Yeah. Okay. Um, he does have Mortis vibes yes um but yeah i could definitely see that i feel like kind of similar like i don't know i can't really see him as anything but a dark side character what do you think chelsea i clearly have a very different perspective on matt smith because i know and love (laughs) him from doctor who so i don't know i was just kind of i was having some trouble but i was maybe imagining just like a protocol droid that's just a bit more sassy like yeah like but but maybe a little less like straight edge than 3PO. Like, I don't know. I could see him doing something kind of fun or silly like that. Yeah. If he's not okay. playing young Palpatine. Definitely. They could do both. <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah. Why not? I'm going to say if Tom Hiddleston's busy on Loki season two or three or whatever, Ransom Casterfo. Okay. Just. Yeah, he's got that vibe. I think he could do it. Yeah, I mean that's all I'm gonna. Yeah, if you're not right, bloodline. Yes, he's a or resistance reborn. No, or resistance reborn. <laughs> yes. Um, actually, that's a good shout out for like AJ's question. I forgot about resistance reborn, but that yeah, I was gonna say was better than <laughs> Rise of Skywalker. I was forgetting one uh, of the stories that tied into Rise of Skywalker, but that's what it was. Resistance reborn. Yeah. yeah. The the game. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like a semi-villainous politician, but not even villainous, but like just a bit weird, and yeah. then gets a he changes sides. Yeah, oh <laughs> yeah, you can. I mean, we've been going for a while, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I think that we've come to a great ending point for today's episode, but. I had so much fun. I think this episode really fun. slayed. <laughs> um, I'd say 100% slay. Yeah. Hit the slay 100%. button, which is the end call button. <laughs> yes. Please hit the slay button. Um, 
Next week, we'll be talking about a forgotten Star Wars TV show that has uh, not been talked about a lot recently. We're trying to bring some new love to it, and that show is Forces of Destiny. It's a bunch of shorts. You can watch them on YouTube, Disney+. Plus. So make sure to watch them all before next week. I'm excited to say that we're officially going to have our first guest of Wayseeker Season 2 next week. That's going to be Michelle, a.k.a. Ahsoka Extano. You may know her from Instagram. Um so it's going to be very, very exciting to have our first guest on here. Um, and yeah, like I said, make sure to watch Forces of Destiny. We're going to be talking about the best moments and all that sort of stuff. But also, before we go, uh, we need to tell everybody where to find us. First, we want to say follow us on Instagram and Twitter, WaySeekersPod, at WaySeekersPod. We forgot to mention it last week. Um, <laughs> but yes, Chelsea, where can everybody find you? on social media besides the way seekers accounts y'all can find me on instagram at jedi underscore chelsea yes and tomothy y'all can find me at the gaze electric if it's not showing the count it's because i'm not there or i've blocked you, you. but you can find me on, Twitter <laughs> on discord um or on instagram yes and for me you can find me on instagram at startup where's that editor on tiktok sw austin and on twitter sw austin zero all those are in the descriptions because they're all different names <laughs> one day we're gonna change that up um yes but yes thank you all so much for watching let us know in the comments below what's your favorite star wars movie and why uh and if you're not going to tell us that then tell us how wrong we are if we want to hear it um tell us who was right Tell us yeah. who was the best from game. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Tell us who was objectively correct and why it was Austin SWE. Anyways, <laughs> we will see you all next week. Uh, this is the Way Seekers. Until then, may the force be with you always. Bye. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. <laughs>